0: Hi, sisters. We are entering into the Gospel of John. We are going to break down all 21 chapters verse by verse. I did do these teachings live in front of an audience, and so you will sometimes hear others reading scripture or maybe asking a question here and there, but you will be so blessed by these teachings. Today, we are going to be doing John chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. So grab your Bibles and follow along, or just continue doing what you're doing and listen wherever you are. Either way, the Word of God is getting inside of you today. Bless you.
1: Hi, family. Welcome to God's Word Transforming Lives. Are you wanting to learn the Bible verse by verse, one letter at a time, with real-life application? and this podcast is for you. My name is Amy, and I have been teaching the Word of God to women for over 15 years now. I came out of some trauma from my childhood, and it left me feeling so empty. And after searching high and low with
0: everything the world had to offer, I always came up short until I learned the Word of God for myself. And it was in that that I
1: became transformed so if you would like to be transformed by god's word then
0: stick around and let's do this together did you know i have a free sisterhood community of women just like you women who love jesus when they love one another they too are looking for that deeper walk with christ and they love learning his word if you pause right now and click the link below in the show notes it'll take you right to the facebook group we look forward to getting to know you.
1: So the Gospel of John is, is different than the other three Gospels because the other three Gospels are more of a historical, they're, they're, they're more of the historical Gospels, where John is what we call the universal Gospel. He His main focus for writing this letter was he wanted people to know who Jesus was. He wanted people to know that he was truly the Messiah and he wanted them to have no doubts that Jesus was God and that Jesus was the Messiah, the one that had been prophesied about. And he, he. so he, his entire focus on this letter is all about Jesus as the Messiah. And so this book is uh, considered the universal gospel or the gospel for, for all mankind. Um, it was written probably around 69 to 79 AD um, is what, what they're guessing. One thing that's neat about this is you'll never hear John mention his his own name. He's very humble, and the only time he references himself is when he says, the one who was loved by Jesus or the beloved of Jesus. But he never says, I, John. He never will say his, his own name in this gospel. Um, he just really wanted the readers to understand who Jesus was, and he wanted to make sure that we all, we've stayed focused on Jesus Christ. Um, he, he was one of the sons of thunder, so I find that interesting, remember the sons and thunders that wanted to call fire down from heaven and Jesus like rebuked them, like, what are you doing? So he really had, and now he, he becomes, um, in his maturity and in his development, ends up becoming the, the apostle of love. John is the apostle of love and you'll see um, how much he mentions love in this, and plus he wrote First John, Second John, Third John in Revelations. And so he's all about love now. So we're going to start, we'll just read like the first, um, Trey, if you want to read like the first uh, five verses. Sure.
2: In the beginning was, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Awesome.
1: So right out the gate, the very first thing that John is saying, in the beginning, and he he says those words, he uses those words purposely because he wants to bring you right back to Genesis 1.1. In the beginning. He wants to bring you right back to the fact that Jesus is God. God incarnate. That Jesus was not just some man. He was not just some angel. He was not just some, he was God incarnate. He was Emmanuel, God with us. And so he says, in the beginning was the word which is Jesus and the word Jesus was with God, and the word Jesus was God. And I, and I find it interesting here that he didn't just say Jesus' name, he used the actual word word. Why didn't he just say Jesus? Jesus is God, Jesus is with us, Jesus the, the Jesus was with God and the word and then Jesus was God. instead he uses a specific word. He uses the word, that specific word. and it's because he wanted to point us back to Genesis where, everything was spoke into existence. Jesus is literally the word. He is the one who speaks it out. It, he is the embodiment of God the creator. So he used that word very specifically for us to for the reader to really understand that Jesus is the word, the power, the voice, the one who spoke everything into existence and he's always been here. He wants us to understand that he was not he didn't just become um, somebody, when he was born, and, and when he became a baby, when he was a baby, he's always been. And he's going to really, so he wanted to set that up. He wanted to come right out of the gate and put that right out there to the reader. He's like, we're going to, I mean, he didn't throw no punches. So, and now something else I want you to do, if someone real quick can look up, I want you to look up John 1 1 in the New World Translation. I should have had you do that before I read that. New World Translation on your phone. Someone on the phone. Just put, go to Bible Gateway. John 1 1. With the New World Translation. I want you to look this up. Now, because we do do apologetics and we are teaching you guys about evangelism. If, if, over the summer, we, guys, we had a lar- all summer long, we taught you guys about evangelism. All the different religions and all the different arguments that you guys are going to face when we're out there on the streets. And this is one of them that's really big. So let me know who gets it first and I want you to read it. Okay? Okay, so I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it real quick. Ready? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now read the New World Translation.
2: Um, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was a God. Oh, Did yeah. anybody okay. catch it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Did you catch it? Yeah. What was different about that translation? He was a He was God. a God. Was Do you know whose Bible that is? Does anybody yeah. hear it? Yeah. Jehovah Witness Bible yeah. they took one one letter they took one letter and just changed it because they say, because they do not believe Jesus is God. Jesus is a god. Jesus is Mark they believe that Jesus is Archangel Michael. but they couldn't read their Bibles and come up with that translation so the watchtower had to go ahead and change their Bible. And what does it say if we add or take away from God's word? We're accursed, right? And so it's really important to, to know that, because that's one of the first things. If someone of if the Jehovah's Witnesses come knocking on your door and you, you talk with them, that's the verse they're gonna they're gonna point you to right away. A God. Because but here, he's not a God, he is the God. He is the Holy One of Israel. And it's really important to know that. So, so he, is, he was in the beginning with God. So again, he's just backing up that he is eternal. He always was with God. He is God. He's not a creative being, being. Verse 3, all things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. So just in case you didn't get it in the first two verses, he is creator God. Now here's something you can throw back at the Jehovah Witnesses. How can he be an angel if he created all the angels? It says here he created all things, not just bananas and trees. He created the angels. He created the universe. He was there from the beginning. He, was, he, he, is, he is out of time and he is eternal. Verse 4, in him was life and the life was the light of men. He is the very light of man. He is the source of light he is the physical he's the source of physical life but he's also the source of spiritual life so he not only created you and me and my blue bulldog because he created all things but he's also the source of the spiritual life so he is that spiritual light that is a lamp upon our feet as we walk throughout this earth when you become born again you are of the light, and he and he illuminates the word for us and he becomes the lamp upon our feet. And so he has that beautiful light. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So what he's what John's saying here is when he showed up on the scene, darkness didn't comprehend it. They didn't they didn't understand this this light, this this holiness, this this new light that had come up. You know, religious religion blinds people. You gotta understand when he showed up on the scene, he showed up to the Pharisees, he showed up to the Jewish people who supposedly were worshipping the God of Israel, right? But actually, they had started worshipping themselves. Because they had added all kinds of laws, they were completely hypocritical, they were full of apostasy, and so guess what, they didn't even recognize their own Messiah when he showed up. And you know, that's very much what we're going through today. We have so much religion in America that we don't even recognize the real Jesus anymore. What happened, you know, with Adam's sin, it plunged all of humanity into darkness. It made all of us depraved sinners. And so here comes Jesus, the light, the answer to our sin problem, because we have a sin problem. And those of you that were with us in 2017-18 and we went over the gospel, um, the glorious gospel, we learned about why Jesus had to come. Okay, so, uh, Trey, you want to read verses 6 through, let's say, 6 through 8
2: there. Okay. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness, witness to bear witness about the light, and that all may believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. So now, now John
1: here is not talking about himself, he's talking about John the Baptist. So John the Baptist comes on the scene. This is his cousin who was born six months before him. He was also a miraculous birth. Um, his parents were in their 80s and they were barren. And so that's why they didn't believe it when they were like, Oh my gosh, we're going to have a baby, and then they shut his dad's mouth. If you want to read more about him, we can't really get into his entire life, but it is beautiful to learn about John the Baptist as this amazing prophet. That Israel had not had a prophet for 400 years when John the Baptist came on the scene. But you can go to Matthew uh, 3, 1 through um, 17 to read about his life, um, because it was pretty amazing. He was a pretty bold prophet, but he was also a very humble prophet. And we're going to learn that here real quick about him, about how humble he was, but how powerful he was. But he knew who he was, and we're going to learn about that. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. So he was brought here to bear witness of this light that was coming, this Messiah that was coming, this, this new Testament that was coming, everything that had been prophesied about, you know, this light, he was, he was, that's the only reason why he was born and he knew it. And that was his purpose. He was here to bear witness. And he said, this man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe that was his whole job. But you know, that's our job. We're here now when you're chosen out of darkness, when you have been chosen out of this dark world and we are now put into another kingdom, this is no longer our world. This, we are foreigners and strangers here. And it should feel that way, it really should. It should feel that way to us. But we have a job to do and our job is to be witnesses for the gospel of Jesus Christ. To go and tell about the Messiah who has come, who has made a way for all of mankind. And so we're no different than John in that regard that we too bear witness of the Messiah who has come, who has died and buried and has resurrected and who will return again. That is our
2: job as well. Do eight through like 10. He was not the light but came, came to bear witness about the light. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He, he was in the world and the world was made made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to came to his own and his own people did not receive him. Okay, perfect.
1: So he was not so John was just saying, I'm not the light, I'm not Jesus. I'm just coming to bear witness of that light that's coming into this dark world. You know, when light exposes, remember the world is dark, and these people didn't think that they needed anything. The the religious establishment, humanity thought that they were good. That they were following their laws, they were doing what, you know, they thought they were great. But here's the deal. This house can be, you can come into my home and it'd be really dark and it can be full of dust and you would have no idea. But as soon as that light switches on, suddenly you can see the dirt. Suddenly you can see the filth. Suddenly you can see what's wrong. And that's exactly what Jesus did. When he came on this earth, the lights were flipped on and now all their darkness was exposed. The light had come onto the scene and was exposing their hypocrisy, their lies, their deceit, and their false religion is what it was doing. Because a lot of them had just fell into a whole different religion altogether. Because they, they thought they were worshipping the God of Israel, but within their hypocrisy, God calls them, you know, whitewashed tombs and dead man's bones. They weren't worship worshipping the God of Israel anymore. They were worshiping themselves and the religion that they had made up in the name of God. And we have that today. We have a lot of religions out there that profess Christ But really, it's a religion onto themselves, or it's a religion onto their false doctrines and their false theologies. It's a religion on, you know, whatever they want to think God is. You know, well, it's who I believe God is. It's not about who you believe God is. It's about who God has revealed himself to be in these scriptures. And so that's what he's saying here. He flipped the light on to this dark world. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into this world. He was in the world... And the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. Here he, so it says here, and the world didn't know him. He created this world. He created, and when he got here as creator God, they had no idea who he was. They had no clue that they were standing among God himself, because they were too blinded. By their sin, and I have to wonder sometimes if Jesus weren't to walk in some of our congregations and in some of our churches or weren't to walk among us, would we also be so blinded we wouldn't even recognize him because we're so full of ourselves, so full of our own sin, so full of our own ideas of who God is versus who he actually is? Would we be so blinded? Would we recognize our Savior if he walked among us? Would we even know who he is? And it says here, man, they didn't even know it. They they rejected him. In verse eleven, he came to his own and his own did not receive him. Now it's getting real personal. The is uh Jewish people were chosen. They were a chosen race. They supposedly worshiped the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They were waiting for the Messiah to come. They knew about him that he has been prophesied about for 4000 years by now. Grandpa talked about it, great grandpa talked about it, great great grandpa talked about it. This is what they studied, this is what they what, this is what they cherished was all this verses and all this theology that the Pharisees knew was a about the Messiah coming. And yet he shows up and they have no idea who he is. They don't even recognize him because they wanted a king. They wanted their idea of a Messiah, not the Messiah that was gonna save the world. They wanted a king that was gonna conquer Rome for them. They didn't know who he was, you know, because they, they wanted to be conquerors. They wanted to overthrow Rome and be the elite people on the earth. They were more concerned about their statuses their religion, and being propped up that their Messiah would prop them up. They didn't want a savior. They didn't want a lamb, right? And so they didn't recognize him. But one thing here I want you guys to see here is a lot of you here have either been delivered from or still dealing with that spirit of rejection. Mm -hmm. That spirit of rejection it will follow you if you allow it. It will it will hinder your ministry if you allow it. It will hinder your walk if you allow that spirit of rejection. And, you know, a lot of us here have been rejected by our moms, by our dads. We've been rejected by, you know, people that are supposed to love us the most, our spouses. We've been rejected by our children. We've been rejected by our pastors, our best friends, whatever whatever it is. The people that should love you the most, right? The Jewish people should have loved him the most. And yet they rejected him. But you know what? It didn't hinder his ministry. It didn't stop him. He could have said right there, you know what? The Jewish people forget it. They've rejected me. I'm going to go ahead and go home now. I'm going to call my legion of angels. I'm just going to pronounce judgment. I'm going back home. No, he still went to the cross. He came here for a mission and he fulfilled it. He didn't let that spirit of rejection. Take him down and there's some of you in this room that you're allowing the spirit of rejection to take you down and it will hinder your ministry do not you need to know who Christ is and you know who you are in him. And we because the devil will always send a spirit of rejection. It follows some of us. It follows some of us It's like stuff. He says we just kind of keep it in our pocket because it's just like we know it's going to be there, but we don't let it affect us. Right. But remember, the servant isn't greater than the master. They rejected him first. So why are we surprised that we're going to be rejected? Don't let it hinder your ministry.
0: Father, thank you for this time of learning through John chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Thank you, Jesus, that you came and are the light of the world, that you have exposed our darkness, and that we have put our faith in you, and you have saved us from the darkness and we will now be with you eternally forever father you have put your holy spirit in us which is the light of jesus we are the light among this dark world so like john the baptist we too are commissioned to go and tell the good news go and tell it on a mountain of who jesus is and what he has done for others Lord, let us not hide our light under baskets to be the light and salt of the world. Lord, I pray for each and every one of the listeners here, Father, that you are blessing them, that you answer their prayers with yes and amen, that you draw them closer to you, that you continue to teach them your word and reveal yourself to them in a deeper way. Father, I pray that your comforting hearts, that your healing physical elements, that you're touching people in their finances, God, in their marriages, in their, um, their relationships with people that they are needing reconciliation with or needing you to move in certain situations. God, I pray for each of them, and I thank you, Lord, that they are listening here, that you have drawn them to this podcast to learn your word and to have a community where they are loved and they are heard in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Family, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If it has blessed you in any way, would you give me 30 seconds and share it with a friend of yours? One more small little favor if you would, head over to whatever podcast source you're listening to this on and give me a five-star review. That would be so great. It helps get the episodes out there to other people who may be wanting to learn God's Word. Again, don't forget guys, until next time, it is a crockpot faith, not a microwave. With God's Word, discipleship, and patience, you too will be transformed for His good work. Grace and peace I leave with you until next
2: time.